Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. This is Jason Mizrahi, striker here, and we're going to be talking about Tuesday Live. Um, Matt, how are you today? I'm doing all right, my man. The weather's good. I'm chilling on the beach. How are you? Chilling on the beach, man. I wish I was there right now, but um, we got a pretty big slate this Tuesday. We got a lot of games going on, so I say we get right into it here. Uh, we have Arizona versus the New York Yankees. A um, couple pitches have been getting hit around uh, the last couple of starts out. The game's being played in New York. You got Jay Happ and Taylor Clark. What do you know about this guy, Taylor Clark? Uh, the Diamondbacks have thrown him out there a couple of times. I've even, I've even streamed him. Uh, his ERA is well over five and a half. I think it's six, sitting at six or 6.1. Um, I could definitely see Yankee bat stacks here. I could see them jump all over Clark. Um, I wouldn't go Happ against Diamondback bats just because – so I think the Yankee bats are the play here. That's a 705 game. That's the first one. There's also a 340 game. But yeah, that's my pick. <laughs> so you like Yankees bats, you know, versus yeah. young guy coming into New York for the first time? Uh yeah, 100%. I mean, he's yeah, a right. I agree with you there. I'm not pitching Hap. If you want a one off or two and you want to go with a guy like uh Christian Walker or someone from Arizona, don't mind it cuz Hap has been no, really bad this year so far. He had a couple good starts, but then it's been all downhill for there. Um, next game, we got these Philadelphia Phillies playing at home against the Giants, who have been swinging better bats, trying to keep Madison Bumgard you know, on the team and staying competitive here. Um, you got BD versus Smiley. Is this a, a game to stack up? Do you like these pitches for any reason that I'm, I'm not seeing here? What's your thoughts on, on BD versus Smiley? Uh, I'm not attracted to either pitcher. Smiley is like one in five. His ERA sits over seven and a half. And and Beattie has has pitched admirably for the Gents. But um, you would think a Philly bat stack would be the way to go here. But I just feel like this is one of those games where it doesn't do what you think it's going to do. So I'm going to stay away. Yeah, you know, Philly's been quiet. It's not a team that I'm going to really attack um, until things change. I don't think they're really have done much offensively. If I had to go one way, I would go with the Giants here, um, maybe grabbing a couple of one-offs. Or they'll probably be a very under-owned, sneaky stack, possibly with the Giants in the hitter's park. Um, we're going to a game now in Washington. We got Tehran going on a road versus uh, Fetty. Uh, so you have Beatty, now you got Fetty. Um, these two pitchers, again, not two guys that I'm going to overly attack. They're cheap pitchers. Um, but two pitchers I'm going to stay away from. And since the game's being played in Washington, I don't really want to attack Tehran with these, you know, with these uh, national bats. I don't want to pitch them. And the same thing goes for the backside. So this is a game that's looking like a complete fade for me. Uh, Matt, do you have any reason to play a guy like Tehran if you see him cheap or are you staying away? So if you're like a big stat head like I am, then you know that over Tehran's last five starts, his ERA has been minuscule, like 1.6. Uh, he faced the Nationals back in July. He only gave up one run over five and two-thirds. So you want to go to Tehran, but I just can't do it. You know, the second half Nationals, everyone's saying that this is a team that's going to surge and everyone's getting hot. So I, I faded as well. I, I definitely stay away. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, it's the right call here. Uh, you got David Price now pitching at home versus Tampa Bats. Um, he's facing Chirinos. Another game that doesn't really do much for me. You know, I, I don't really want to pitch David Price. I can't really get behind Chirinos. And if anything, you know, Boston Bats have 
woken up, but Torino's is tough, man. He doesn't really he doesn't really get hit too hard. His ERA is three point seven for good reason. You know, you know, if you take out his last start versus Toronto, he came out of Boston, you know, five and two thirds, five strikeouts, two in runs. He's only let up four in runs to the Yankees to start before that, three, you know, a couple starts before that. So he's a tough little cookie to crack. Um, <laughs> do you like Tampa Bay bats versus Price, you know, sneaky, or do you like maybe some, you know, maybe going JD and Mookie and Devers and hope they blow up Torinos? So uh, I'm just. I, I see Morton here. You're saying Chirinos. But either way, no, I'm not going to pick on, on this game in any way, shape, or form. All season long, I've kind of stayed away from Tampa Bay as a respect thing. It's just you never know. They're, they're a very good baseball team, top to bottom, bullpen, batting order. And the Red Sox, at any time, you know, feel free to wake up, guys, because t- today could be the day that they do it. And that's been my feeling all year. I don't touch this game. Yeah, you're right. I'm seeing, you know, we're doing this late on Monday night. FanDuel's got Chirinos. I'm looking at other spots now. I see Morton. So um, if it's Morton, it's probably a, a complete fate of the entire game. If it was Chirinos, I can maybe see, you know, a couple of spots here. But with Morton, I'm, I'm staying away from this game. Um, next game, we got Zach Allen pitching at home, um, coming off a good start versus Odorizzi. Miami went out and, and you know, bludgeoned. Um, any sort of uh, chance that Merrill Kelly, Merrill Kelly had on uh, on Monday to be a value play, and they blew him up. Um, how do you feel about Miami blowing up Odorizzi, or can you attack Odorizzi against these Marlins bats? I'm staying away from Gallon um, as far as pitching him, and it's a pitcher's park. As much as I want to play these Twins, I'll probably stay away from that. The only thing I can see is maybe an Odorizzi, uh, or Odorizzi play, but can you get behind Odorizzi versus these Marlins? Uh, a, a late summer night in Florida. <laughs> you know, uh, I would want to play Twins bats, but Gallon, I know that Gallon uh, came off of his, through the most innings that he's, that he's ever pitched. I think he pitched like seven innings in his last start. That's the most he's ever done. He also uh, struck out the most guys he struck out, I think like nine or eight. Um, I would want Twins bats, but like you, Gallon kind of scares me. The other way, uh, Odorizzi, depending on how he's priced, could be a good play against Marlin bats. Uh, if you find yourself wanting to get a value play and build a nice little, maybe a, a Yankee stack and then an Odorizzi or something like that. Maybe, maybe there's a play there. Yeah, I agree with you. Not, not really anything that strikes out to me that, you know, I got to go um, against Gallon or I got to force Odorizzi versus Marlins. Uh, Marlins have been a little bit better as of late. So I'm going to stay away from this game as well. Uh, I think there's better games to attack offenses. We have games in Colorado, Cincinnati, Texas. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about those soon. Um, here's your pitching matchup of the slate. I know you love talking pitching. Talk about Verlander versus Bieber. Bieber. If you want to talk about Trevor Bauer throwing the ball 363 feet um, <laughs> into center field, you can talk about that. But what do you think about this pitcher, pitching matchup? Uh, you know, at first, I look at numbers. I see Verlander's got 13 wins. His ERA is under three. He's already approaching 200 strikeouts. I think he has like 180 strikeouts. And Biebs has been good. I have him in a lot of my uh, – I'm in seven fantasy leagues. He's on about five of my teams. He's 10-3. and three. His ERA is under three and a half, and he has 160-some-odd strikeouts. Uh, this, on paper, is a game that I just sit back and watch. I put the remote down. As far as from a, uh, a wagering perspective or a DFS perspective, man, it's just I don't have a crystal ball. None of us do. This is where you have to be smart and say, 
Let me chill. These guys are really good. I don't want to bet against either one. So let me just back off. Yeah, I think, listen, the Indians have been hitting better. Ramirez is starting to hit. Um, It's going to be a tough spot. They're two great pitchers. Pitchers Park, I think both of them are playable. Um, But it really comes down to site pricing and, you know, where these lineups, you know, where these bats line up. Because there's going to be games we're going to want, you know, to take pitchers from and hitters from. So it really comes down, can we pay up for a guy like Verlander or Bieber? You know, it really comes down to these hitters that you want. So, you know, we have to come come back and, and circle back and see if it's, you know, if it's possible, you know, to grab some of these guys. Now we have a, you know, a matchup versus Rourke and Musgrove in Cincinnati. Um, there were some fireworks early in Cincinnati. They blew up, you know, their starting pitcher after Lyles got traded. A lot of bullpen. Musgrove a little bit better. Rourke is definitely, you know, better than what Pittsburgh faced um and sunny gray not better but you know he can he can hang in there um how do you feel about this matchup musgrove versus versus rourke i'm i'm leaning towards the red side i was all over the reds you know on monday and they did well guys like vado van meter Jeanette, and even guys like suarez p you know quig and senso make sense so how do you feel about this game I like red bats. Uh, I was a Joe Musgrove guy late last year and early this year, but he just can't find it. And I just think it's inconsistent. Um, I know they're playing in Cincinnati, but again, it's the end of July. I just feel like balls fly in every ballpark. Uh, What I like about Tanner Roark on the other side is that he's he's been good. You know, his ERA is under four. His record's not going to tell you how great he is. I think he's like six and six. The only thing I may, and I won't play Roark, but if you are thinking of it, the one thing I'd be careful of is that uh, Roark, when he gets deep into counts, he kind of loses batters. So if these pirate hitters can stay patient and make Roark work deep into counts, I think he did it. The Brewers did it beautifully against him. It just, he loses you. He loses interest. He loses focus. I don't know. So uh, I'm not touching Roark. I do like Red's bats though. And I would match them with uh, a pitcher that, that complements the, uh, the value. Yeah. Makes sense. Cause Cincinnati has been cheap. You know, you got guys like Winker, Votto, there's a lot of cheap bats to mix in, on, especially on Fandle. Jeanette is 2.5. Votto's 3,000. So you can get a nice Cincy stack with a top-end pitcher, depending on who your second stack is. Um, your second stack could very possibly come from this next game. You got Mike Leak going into <laughs> Texas versus Dorado. Um, Leak has been better than people you know, give him credit for. Um, he's been really good, almost pitched a no-hitter a couple of starts ago. He's coming off a strikeout performance against Texas of seven Ks, you know, three earned runs, getting seven innings out of him. Um, he's been pretty tough. So not a guy that I really want to target my bats against. He's due for a blow up start. Um, he pretty much looks like his pattern. He, he gets one every two starts. He did, you know, two starts ago in LA, he got blown up. He didn't last an inning. Uh, two starts before that, he got blown up for seven earned runs versus Baltimore. So if you look at the pattern, he's due for another one, but he's been good. Um, Gerardo, on the other hand, um, is very, you know, stackable 4.0 year, 4.8 ERA lets up a lot of hits. You know, if again, it is Texas bullpen can do some more damage, but Seattle bats, you know, outside of Vogelbach, maybe, you know, Santana, then you're getting down to guys like Seager, JP Crawford, not the most appetizing, you know, lineup to, to go with. Do you like 
Seattle bats versus Dorado. Do you like Mike Leak against this high-prone uh, strikeout machine that the yeah. Rangers roll out? What, what's See, your that, feelings here? That's my thing. And if this game was in any other ballpark besides Arlington, yeah. I would say, yeah, because the Rangers, all they do is strike out. And here's, again, I'm a pitching nerd, so here's some fun Mike Leak stats. In the month of July, he's had four starts. He's 2-1 and one with an ERA of 2.5. Uh, he's had 22 strikeouts with just, to just two walks over the course of those four games. He's dealing right now. You know, he, he, he knows what he's doing. He can feel his pitches well. He's changing levels and changing speeds. I, I watch a lot of uh, uh, Mariners games because they're on late. I'm in New York, and I have the MLB package. So those are the 10 o'clock games, the Mariners, the Padres. And, and you know, so I watch a lot. Man, I would love to take leak against some of these Ranger bats, but just the, the, the ballpark scares me. The heat yeah. scares me. So I don't know. If, if you find yourself looking to get, you know, sneaky sexy, and you want to build a nice little lineup around Leak, maybe that's your third lineup of the day because, well, this is an 8.05 Eastern game, so I don't know. But depending on – I wouldn't just put one lineup in around Leak. But if I'm going to make multiple lineups, one of them I'll take a shot just because of how well Leak's been pitching for the month of July. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's a bad call. It's just that heat that really, you know, yeah. is scary to deal with. Um, we got Syndergaard now going across into Chicago – Facing the White Sox in an interleague game. Ronaldo Lopez pitching against the Mets. McNeil might be out for this game. One less bat to deal with. Um, these are two pitchers that their their prices are creeping up because they've been pitching better as of late. Um, I see this more of a pitcher's duel, but at the same time, it's Ronaldo Lopez, and he can always go out there and have a bad game. I would be a little bit scared to play Lopez here, um, even though it's against the Mets, and I think – you know, he might have a tough time against these bats. Uh, the Mets are starting to hit a little better. They're coming off three, you know, a winning streak at home. Um, Syndergaard is probably one of the top arms of the slate due to the fact that the White Sox strike out a lot. Um, he's probably in line for, for the win here. Um, he's going to be favored in this game, you know, by at least a run or two because Lopez is, is very erratic. So I like Syndergaard as one of the top pitchers of the slate if you can lock him into cash. The only thing you got to worry about He's definitely trade bait right now. So <laughs> make sure if you play him, you know, you're, you're sitting around your phone until you actually see the game's locked because, you know, some of these trades are happening, you know, at 6.30, at 6 o'clock, and it could bite you. So be careful with Syndergaard in that sense. Listen, we're all out there trying to evaluate games. Uh, nobody can tell you when this trade's going to actually happen, so if it's even going to happen. So if you like him, I would say play him. Just, you know, be alert and be ready to possibly have to switch him out, depending on when the news comes out, if he does get traded. But how do you like these two guys? Can you see a pitching performance? Can you trust Lopez, or is it just Syndergaard here? So, like you said, Syndergaard may very well be a Red Sox by the time this game goes off. So that, in and of itself, is a reason to stay away. Um, the interesting stuff about Syndergaard is, while he has an ERA over 4, I think it's at like 4-3, uh, since June, his ERA is at 3-5. So he has been kind of sort of finding it. And uh, I know he's never pitched uh, at, at, the, uh, at the White Sox ballpark. So that's always interesting to me to see how a pitcher kind of goes into a new place. I wouldn't mind Syndergaard here against uh, some White Sox bats, actually. I think uh, this could be the play of the night, depending on how he, Syndergaard, is priced. On the flip side, let me tell you this about Reynaldo Lopez. Guess what his ERA has been since the All-Star break. Just take a guess. 
Since Altsberg, I know he's coming off two good back-to-back hey, starts. Any guess? Throw out any three numbers with a point. Two point F. two point three four. And that would be fantastic. Oh my god, that's great. No, one point seven one. Like he is just absolutely stingy. And the interesting thing is, he said in an interview, "Yo, I have to be better after the All Star break. I'm going to be better." I like that. Um, I, I like the Sox. I just like that they're a nice young team. I know there's no Eloy Jimenez right now, but they're, they're fun to watch. Dylan Cease and Dylan Covey and James McCann, and they're just a fun team. James McCann is on the Tigers, not on the White Sox, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I like Syndergaard here, and that's that. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So we have a game in Kansas City. Probably going to be a boring game. Probably a game we're not going to be targeting. Uh, looks like we have Mike Montgomery against Reed Foley here. Two offenses that don't do much for me. Um, I probably won't be here. I won't pitch these guys. If you got anything to say about this game, Matt, now is your time. Well, we can just X this off and go to the next game because I see no reason to pitch any of these guys or really attack. If you want a one-off and, and go after Guerrero or Guriel or Grichuk, go right ahead. But not guys I'm going to really attack, and I don't really want to play the Royals either. They can go out there and put up 10 runs. And if they do, I lose, but I'm not worried about it. Do you have anything to say about this game? First thing I have to say is that James McCann is on the White Sox. I think I was thinking of someone else. And yes, I do have something to say about this game, Jason. I am finally fulfilled. I'm complete because now the Jays have a team of Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero, Kevin Biggio. I don't know. I think Freddie Galvis goes the other way. I read that he was uh, out of the lineup today. I like the Jays. I like a nice little young Jays stack here. I want to be a part of it. I want to wear my hat to the side. I want to have an Instagram. Like, they're young. They're fresh. They're hip. I like a Jays stack here just because I want to have I want to have a skin in the game. All right. It's going to go under-owned. I'll give you that. And the young guys are going to be up. And Biggio hit a home run. And they're going to be a good team in the future. But not for me. Not for tonight. Um, next game, we got Darvish going against your team. And now I know you're not a Yankees fan. I know you hate the Mets and they stink. Um, I, do, I'm actually, love... I do like the Yankees, but the cards are my babies. Yeah, the cards are your babies. And you got Darvish versus Wainwright, which, are probably, which would have been a good you know, pitching matchup uh, five years ago. Right. Now you can break it down for 2019. What do you expect this game to play out to be? I, I, that's the problem. I can't. You know, the, the, I think the two. Listen, Wayno can surprise you, and he can deal. Uh, he's seven and seven, but if you've watched his starts, he's actually yeah, he's been better than that. Uh, the thing is, is that he's walking more guys now. Uh, I think the last game, I he went like five. He gave up four runs. He walked four. He struck out five. Like he's just mediocre. Darvish. Man, I said it in the beginning, Darvish, it, maybe he's not over that blister or something, but that, that is not you, Darvish. Like, just not. Uh, I don't touch it. I don't touch the game. If anything, my heart would say Cardinal Bats, but my wallet says don't do that. I got you. So, uh, I agree. You know, they could come in sneaky, but not really anything, you know, sexy to get excited about. Um, now, this is a game if we could have skipped the other 12, 13 games and just focused <laughs> on this game. Seriously, I love the man. fact that... And, and you didn't even talk about, I guess because it's the 3 o'clock game, we didn't even touch the Orioles and the Padres. Yeah, we can't touch it. Um, <laughs> nobody's going to be playing that. Um, I, so, would, I would definitely, I would play uh, uh, 
what is it, Padre Bats? I would play Padre Bats. Why not? All right, go ahead. So we get into this game in Colorado. I love that the game on Monday night disappointed from the Dodgers side. I hope right. people got annoyed. I hope people got upset. I hope people, you know, lost money and recency bias will come into play. Um, I've been stacking against Kyle, Kyle Freeland pretty much every time he's been going out. Um, and I can't wait to attack him on Tuesday night. You know, it's going to be the game that I'll have the most ownership on. I don't know, you know, too much about the guy pitching for the Dodgers. I'm going to rely on you for that. You can kind of give me a... I don't have a name. You don't have a name? I have a name called Tony Gonsolin. Um, recalled for AAA Oklahoma City. FanDuel is saying at this point, right-hander candidate to start Tuesday. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to be a big outing. This guy is not stretched out. They're giving him the gift of pitching in Coors Field. Not a nice thing to do to somebody. He went four innings on June 26, gave up six hits, uh, four in runs at Arizona. He's going in to face a tough lineup after they put up, you know, a bunch of runs versus Maeda. Um, I think a, a, a full core stack is in play. You get a dream matchup in, in, in Freeland, who's been god-awful. And then you got a matchup with Gonsolin, who's not going to last long in the game. And he hasn't been good in the one time we've seen him. So, you know, you got the combination of both these players that you want to attack, and they're right there for you in Coors Field. So I think you try your best. It's a large slate. You can fade this game all you want. I'm going to be stacking this game. I'll try to get as much exposure to this game as possible and find pitchers that work uh, with his lineup. I think both right-handed bats, left-handed bats are in play. You want everybody from this game. Um, tell me if I'm wrong or, you know, advise me otherwise because I'm going to be attacking this game um, all so, around. what if I told you there is a pitcher on today's slate that six nights ago went into Washington and gave up one unearned run over six innings? Would you be interested in playing that pitcher in his next start at home? Um, if you're talking about Kyle Freeland, no. So that is Kyle Freeland. That's the anomaly. He went into Washington and like he spun well over six, but he's 0-3 with an ERA of like 8.8 in his last seven starts. He's awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, take all my money. Take every Dodger bat you can. Even if the game doesn't flesh out the way we think it is, you'd rather have the cake in that game because when it, those numbers do come out, oh, yeah, of course I had that. When they don't, all right, at least I have my money in there. Every Dodger, even guys that don't play on the Dodgers anymore, I would put money on, on this game. Yeah, and then, you know, Colorado on the backside, there's, there's guys I want. You know, Blackman didn't play on Monday, but he, he may or may not be back. You know, he's day-to-day. Um, but guys, you know, putting up another career year. Um, he was in the game the day before, so – I, I assume he plays in this dream matchup and you can play him and Dahl and, you know, maybe squeezing a guy like McMahon or, you know, somebody else a little bit cheaper than Nolan and Story. But those are guys I want. I'm going to try to find my best combination of eight players from this game, if possible. If I can't do eight, I'll try to squeeze in seven. But we'll find some value at pitching, you know, FanDuel being a, a one-pitcher site. We'll have to take a gamble. You know, maybe the gamble will come with a guy that everybody keeps trying to, to get right and keeps going back to the well. 
This might be the time he does it. Griffin Canning, kid's got talent, can't put it together, can't last too long in games, um, but he keeps striking people out when he gets you know his thing going. Can you trust Canning and his 5.15 ERA at almost minimum price versus these, these Tigers' bats? I want to uh, attack Tiger bats. The thing about Canning, and again, this just could be because I watch late baseball. Uh, he came in and pitched like two innings of relief against Baltimore. I think it was like on a Thursday. So, and they had to push him back to give him some rest. So I don't know how that's going to affect Canning. Is he going to go out there and throw four innings? Is he going to throw seven? Um, I like Angel's bats here, though. Uh, especially at home, I just, again, man, it's one of those things. If I can be in on Mike Trout, if I could be in on Shohei Otani, I will be. So uh, I would, I could find a better pitching option other than canning, given the information that I just said, but the Angels' bats are uh, enticing to me. Yeah, this guy, uh, Verhagen, is probably not going to last long. Verhagen? Jason Verhagen? He got blown up in his one inning versus Kansas City. He got blown up in his four innings versus Seattle. He's probably one of the worst pitchers on the slate with a 14.4 ERA. Um, Angels have been swinging hot bats. So, you now if you want to get off Coors Field, I'm totally with an Angel stack. Or maybe you want to do half of Coors Field and mix in some Angels. Um, no shot. You can see Cannon going out there and going six innings and getting six, seven Ks at this, you know, really did, cheap I price did, tag. I didn't say that. I didn't say no shot. For all, for all I know, the kid can go out and spin eight. I'm just giving you information. And the information I gave is I had to push him back, give him a little bit of rest. He's young. He had to pitch two innings of relief, uh, you know, five days ago, whatever it is. Uh, you know, these days, you never know. You never know with these kids. Yep, you're right. These damn kids. These damn um, kids. Get off my lawn, says Scott the King. Angle. Yeah, so last game of the slate, you got Bassett um, pitching at home against Milwaukee. Adrian Hauser is going from Milwaukee. Oakland's been super, super quiet. Uh, Chris Davis is, you know, can't hit. Andrew keeps on tempting you. Um, can you find a way to maybe pitch Chris Bassett here? Um, coming uh, off a good start versus Houston. Um, playing in a pitcher's park, Milwaukee's kind of been, you know, dying down a little bit. Any reason to play Bassett or anybody from this game? I, I feel like it's a theme today. Uh, again, I watch a lot of A's baseball. Bassett's a good pitcher. He gets undone by the home run ball. Uh, I forget where he started. Oh, against Houston, he pitched really well, and then he gave up like a couple of two-run dingers. The Brewers have those bats. So that's why I won't touch Bassett here. Um, Bassett versus Canning. Who has a better game? Canning. Okay. Yeah, Canning. All right. Yeah, I think Cannon's a good candidate uh, for a cheap, you know, kind of way to get Coors Field. Um, Outside of Canning, you know, there's not too much value pitching on a slate that I see. That makes a lot of sense if we're talking like real cheap on FanDuel. Um, you know, there's no one I really want to, you know, go out there and target. I think Cannon is, is a guy that makes some sense. Um, if you got the the balls to maybe play Rourke, you know, versus Pittsburgh, he might make some sense. Maybe Odorizzi versus Miami. You know, maybe Miami slows down. You can pitch him or pitch Wainwright versus the Cubs. You're going to have to find somewhere you feel safe and landing if you want those course bats or if you want Mike Trout 
uh, versus your boy Van Hergen. Um, Van Hergen. Yeah, so outside of that, I think it's not a night to pay up for pitching because you're going to want cores, but there's not too many value guys that really, really make a lot of sense to me at this point. So it might be a night to, to find a way around Coors Field and see if you can get a sneaky snack, a, a cheap stack like we mentioned with Cincinnati. Um, a lot of guys are cheap there, 2.5, 2.8, going against Musgrove in Cincinnati, great hitters ballpark. You know, So there might be a team that can kind of sneak up on people and maybe if, if Coors Field underperforms again, you know, they might make some sense. But that's it for the show today. Um, we hope everybody has a profitable Tuesday night. We got a lot of things coming on Windaily Sports in regards to NFL, building out new tools, new models, um, new characters for the site. Uh, people are going to be bringing more talent, more content, you know, as soon as the NFL starts. And we, we got a game coming up on Thursday, a Hall of Fame game. Um, so there'll be a lot of new content, new writers on the site. Um, putting some video on the site too. So be on the lookout for everything. Matt, hope you have a good and profitable day, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. Van Hergen!